Thank you so much, fellas. We've got running backs coach Danny Barrett here. Time to do the Dirty Dozen, and we start things off with Canadian football. You're a legend there. What was the biggest adjustment for you? Three-down football. You know, once I went up there, it'd be third down. I'm standing on the field, and the, and the special teams is running on the field. And so I had to get reacclimated to the U.S. game. You got used to three-down football, so when I came back, third down was an extra down for me, you know, try to get a first down, so I was excited about that. Is it kind of weird, and do you kind of raise your eyebrows when there's that idea that, oh, this guy didn't make it in the NFL, he'll just go to Canada, because it's not that simple, right? Not at all. You know, as, as a matter of fact, it's tougher with all the different rules. The first thing you have to realize, again, three downs to get a first down. But then there was also the ratio. The numbers have changed. When I talk about ratio, you can only have so many Americans on the team uh, because of the Canadian quoting as well. So when I went up there, you can only have 18 Americans on the team, and two of those guys had to be quarterbacks. So that was the biggest adjustment. You were only – because I was a quarterback, it was a little bit easier. But for other positions or receivers competing against a DB or a linebacker trying to get a roster spot to be the best Americans on the team. So that was the biggest adjustment. So when you go up there and you realize, uh, you know, you competing with your position no you got to realize that you're competing against everybody that's an american on that team i know you're happy to be a houston texan right now anything at all you miss about canada and your playing days when you're up there just the fun of the game the speed of the game was fun but make no mistake about it i do not miss the cold weather (laughs) (laughs) i'm a floridian and being able to come over to houston after i left miami was it's, it's, it's like a dream come true i'm really blessed but you know i went last year for a summer vacation because my wife is canadian so we went back and took the girls to where they were born and everything in the various uh, provinces over there. And it was in the 60s during the summer. I said, I do not miss this cold weather at all. Which of your fellow coaches makes you laugh the most? Carl Smith. How come? He's been around the game for so long. And just some of the subtle remarks, he just reminds me of old school football. And we just laugh and look at each other and laugh about some of the old school stuff and that we remember from back in the day. Which of your coaches is the loudest? Wow, the loudest coach. That's a good one. Mm, it's hard to say. Maybe Coach Devlin. Coach Devlin? Yes, right. Coach Devlin, because he's always yelling at the O-line because, again, those guys, he's got probably, you know, the largest number of guys, you know, to work with. So at times, you know, he has to raise his voice, and uh, he's heard uh, out on the football field. Since you've been here, clean-shaven, but you came back from the break, you got a beard going. What's the deal? I just went into the break, relaxing, and then once I relaxed for those six weeks, I came back, and it felt good. You know, I got the approval from my wife. and That's a big one. That is the big one. My daughter keeps calling me Santa Claus, though, so I don't know. It's, 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 it's the white in the beard, but they said that's wisdom, so maybe I hang on to it, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I just want to relax and let the guys know that I'm going to be me and coaching whether I'm looking younger or older. I'm going to still bring that vibrant energy each and every day. Do you have any songs that help you get ready on game day, or is that all in the past? You know what? I'm a big gospel music guy, so, you know, various artists, you know, Kirk Franklin, uh, John P. Key, all those guys that, that I can listen to, various music, just to relax, just to keep my mind focused and at peace more than anything else. Uh, that's pretty much been my routine for years, you know, when I played, even as a coach. You know, just you go into the day relaxed, and so you can focus on the task at hand without any distractions. Who is your biggest? Who are your biggest influences coaching-wise? Wow. It goes back to my to my youth. I think uh, my high school coach, Nate Collins, you know, was big, you know, for myself. He's still like a father figure for me. Uh, we stay in contact. And then I'll say Mike Godfrey, you know, my college coach, once he came through the University of Cincinnati, it was a big influence on me as far as learning how to be a quarterback. 
and I really uh, credit himself for you know allowing me the opportunity to get to the next level because he instilled that in me, that confidence that you can do it, but you got to be consistent each and every day. And then from a pro standpoint, you know, the guys up in Canada really had a big influence on myself. Being a quarterback, you're always going to be a student of the game. And Wally Buono, which has since retired, all-time winning his coach up in the CFL, he gave me my first opportunity to become a coach uh, because he saw in me, you know, the work ethic that I had as a player. And he said he allowed me to go from coaching one day, I'm sorry, from playing one day to coaching the very next day. So I, I credit those guys. And obviously coming down here, everybody, you know, that I can look back you know I was a big Hank Stram guy you know uh, the Kansas City Chiefs used to be my team you know I've always you know believed in you know guys that were you know just old school true to the game and so his name comes up and you know obviously everybody that I've had a chance to work with you know down here has been great for myself Adam Gates has taught me a lot Bill O'Brien's taught me a lot as well as far as you know how to be a pro coach and what it takes to win at this level any players on the Texans now you could see wind up coaching there's a few of them I think Nick Martin's the guy you know that I look at you know he's he's again student of the game center has to make all the calls and everything uh, he's a guy that does a good job with that. Lamar talks about having aspirations to do that as well. You know, he's he's a good influence with the young guys. And I think a guy from the defensive side, maybe uh, J. Joe, you know, because, again, he's older vet, you know, been around and everything. And, you know, I think those guys, they're just, they're just a few. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other guys in that locker room, but that's just a few of the guys that I see. You know, each and every day. You know, obviously, J.J., he, he can probably stand up and be a head guy one day, you know, because he's been around his love of the game and his passion for the game. You know, I think uh, is matched by no other. Tell me what's on a perfect hamburger. I would say lettuce, tomatoes, a little fried onions, uh, ketchup, mustard, and mayo. How do you start the day? What breakfast do you eat? Well, you know what? I change it up because uh, some days I'm on liquid fast. I should say that. So I'll do this. Well, well, why? Why? Well, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, I think, you know, fasting allows me to be spiritually cleansed, you know, mentally. Uh, So some days, once a week, I'll do just a a liquid fast in the mornings and I don't eat until six in the afternoon. But for the most part, I've been going with uh, the old oatmeal and yogurt and, and strawberries and blueberries and banana. Coach, always good to talk with you. Appreciate the time. Best of luck this season. Thank you. I appreciate you as well.